Hello. Oh, oh my God, Sean Patrick. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you. Well, thank you. Uh, you beat me to the Happy St. Patrick's Day wishing to you. Yes, usually today I change my name from Sean Patrick to uh, Sean St. Patrick. <laughs> or as someone said, Happy Patrick Stewart Day. There you someone go. Someone just said that to me. Because I'm plugging Star Trek Picard. That's a perfect lead into uh, Star Trek Picard. You have two episodes, one premiering today and one next week that you directed. I got to ask you, were you a Trekkie growing up? I certainly was. I I used to go to my girlfriend's house because we didn't have a TV to watch to watch Star Trek every, I don't remember what day it was, but it was already in reruns and it was my favorite show. I I would watch that and Batman and the Wild Wild West. It, I just love the way it combined kind of action, romance, science fiction, and, you know, it also had an eye to um, social justice. And I, I really appreciated that even when I was a little girl. So when I was editing, I got to start putting the music in when I could say, I, I would say, like, put in the cue and it would be, and I literally started crying because it meant so much to me when I was a kid and to be able to direct it meant meant a lot to me as well. I I guess when this opportunity came up, it was a dream come true. How does Leah Thompson get involved with Star Trek Picard? Who knows? I've been directing a lot lately. There's not very many parts for women my age. Um, And so I've been directing a lot and I love it. I went, I kind of, was so lucky, first of all, to make the transition, but I've been doing a lot of comedies like the Goldbergs and Young Sheldon and Mom and all these uh, comedies, and I got um, I got to do this show called Stargirl, which is a, a, a big kind of like a superhero, young superhero show, mm-hmm. and I think from that, they recommended me for Star Trek, which just kind of came out of the blue, which was incredible because it's a huge and expensive show and there's 450 people on the crew and all of the actors patrick stewart michelle hurd gary ryan john delancey allison pill the great actors you know so i just felt so lucky to be able to work in this credible crew and actors I, 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 it, was, it was literally a dream come true and then i kind of accidentally got an episode where there's time travel involved and because of i'm lorraine mcfly in back to the future i am mm-hmm. obviously an expert at time travel, <laughs> so, so uh, you started directing around 06 or so was it always something that you wanted to do or what got you that directing uh directing bug yeah it was always something i wanted to do but i was like too busy with the uh, two kids and my acting career but um i was doing these movies for the hallmark channel called the jane doe mysteries and um I did about 10 of those acting. And so after about five, I was like, can you guys let me direct? And they were like, okay. That's great. That's great. So that's when I started directing. But it's funny because my husband, Howard Deutsch, who I met doing some kind of wonderful as a director. So we kind of both do the same job. It's kind of funny. So uh, in the 80s, you couldn't escape Leah Thompson on the big screen. All the right moves. Some kind of wonderful space camp, the wildlife, Red Dawn. And of course, two that I watched over and over and over again. We'll start with what you mentioned, Lorraine McFly and Back to the Future. When you're on that set with Michael J. Fox and, and Christopher Lloyd and everybody, did you have any idea this this movie in this franchise was going to transcend generations and just be so huge? No. I mean, even after it came out, I mean, well, you know, it was a great 
script, and they kept working on it, making it better and better and better. And, you know, it was Spielberg, and I could tell that it was funny and it was working, and then it was a huge hit. But none of us thought that it would be so popular and be so, like, my mother-in-law can watch it with her daughter, her daughter's daughter, and her daughter's daughter. So four generations of people from 91 to, you know, 7 and 8 can really enjoy the movie and get something else out of it. So it's extremely odd because I do Comic-Cons and I see the audience, a good half of them weren't even born when they came out. They're huge fans, and stuff is just magical. And I'm incredibly grateful and humbled that that I to be part of something and to have such a great part as well. I really, I really had to act. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a blessing that continues on and on. And we are very confused because there was like a point somewhere in the like 90s where it felt like it was going to die out, but then it just had this huge resurgence. Yeah. Two of my favorite lines you're involved with is Michael J. Fox in the first one going, Mom, you're you're so thin. And then in the second one, Mom, you're you're so big. Uh, I still crack up every time I see those scenes. <laughs> it is a funny thing that they do where they echo echo the same moment where he yeah. wakes up in my bedroom um, three times. It's, and then the last one, he's still like, Mom, who are you? <laughs> and then the other movie on the complete opposite end. And I mean, you're ahead of your time. It's considered the first Marvel movie, Howard the Duck. I know. I know Howard the Duck. And, you know, it, it was much maligned. But when I the bringing up Comic-Cons again, when I go to do a Comic-Con, probably a quarter of the people that come up to me and say they loved Howard the Duck and how much it meant to them, which is funny because it's such a uh, famous bomb. Uh, it just goes to show you that, that, you know, even if the critics don't like it or the intelligentsia doesn't like it, you know, people can, can find a connection with uh, a film and, uh, and it can mean a lot to them. And I think maybe that movie means a lot to people because Howard the Duck is such a kind of like outsider. I don't know. But I really, one of the reasons why I've been doing these kind of like Star Trek or these, uh, and Star Girl and, of Resident Alien, these beautiful special effects kind of heavy shows, is because I really want to direct. I really want to direct <laughs> a Marvel movie about okay. Howard the Duck, but not not necessarily not a remake of the one I did, but a whole different yeah. movie starring Howard the Duck. Because the technology is so much better now. Yeah, better or worse, you you might have the only love scene with a duck for better or worse, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> It happened. It happened. My kids are traumatized. I don't, I don't think they've ever seen the end of Howard the Duck. I think they were just like, at that point, they turned it off. Quickly, before we wrap this up, what made you transition from the big screen to the small screen in the 90s with Caroline in the City? Was it just you liked the character and it just something you wanted to do and try something different? Well, sitcoms are really scary and really hard. Um, and I ha- But they, the, the hours are really short. And so I had two little – I had a newborn – and a three-year-old, so it, it seemed like a great idea because I could stay in town and, and and not work really long hours. But I also, it's also really a scary thing because it's in front of an audience and telling jokes is a, is um, you got to be really on. Mm-hmm. So 
Uh, I love Carolina City. I'm really proud of it. Awesome. Star Trek, Picard, Paramount Plus, Amazon Prime Video. You directed two episodes today, available simulation next week. The Watcher, definitely check it out. I'm, I'm a bit of a Trekkie myself, so I'm looking forward to it. Leah Thompson, you're, you're part of my bringing up, so I thank you for taking some time today. It's so nice to talk to you. Awesome. Happy St. Patrick's Day. You have a good one. Thank you. You too.